It's Monday, so you know what that means. It's an all-new episode of the Rap Lab. It's your boy, the Candy Man, the ALFRE to the D. What up, what up? All caps, no spaces, baby. It's your boy, the Red Bob MC. It's the Dr. QG with the PhD. If you need your hip-hop fix, come see me. All right, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this week we're going to go to the hip-hop news. Talk about some of the various headlines that's going on in hip-hop right now. Number one, and the first thing we got to talk about, it transcends hip-hop. It's not even just about hip-hop anymore. It's mainstream news. Uh, well, last week, uh, Eric Holder got found, not, not, not our Eric, but Eric Holder got found guilty of first-degree murder of Nipsey Hussle, which... I, in my opinion, I felt it didn't even need a trial. But um, before I get into my heavy-loaded opinion, uh, QG, talk to us real quick. Well, just as you said, you know, a 32-year-old man by the name of Eric Holder, he was found guilty this past Wednesday, actually, last week, of the first-degree murder of the shooting and the killing of Nipsey Hussle that took place back in 2019. You know, this whole case, it, it was just it was just so many things that was just going on with it. And like you said, there was no need for a trial. It, I mean, it really wasn't. And then you had issues with people not coming in to testify. You had witnesses, one of them by the name of Brian Nita Nicholson. You know, she said that she had no idea that her friend Eric Holder knew Nipsey Hussle. And apparently she was the one in the car waiting in the alley when Eric got out to confront Nip. And then when he shot Nip, he ran and he got in the car and she drove off. And it's crazy how Eric Holder pleaded not guilty to the first degree murder and the two counts of first degree attempted murder because there were two bystanders who were right there. They got hit by the gunfire as well. So, I mean, I want to give everybody a chance to really speak on it. I don't want to go into too much details, details, but, you know, I mean, we'll go around. This is just the basis of it. Rev, what do you think about all this? Because this trial was going on for a while and to finally have it wrapped up in Eric Holder being found guilty. What do you think about that? Well, kudos to those who definitely made the right decision. It only took them two days and less than an hour on the second day to find this man guilty and big up to street justice too well jail justice because mr holder got a dose of that while he was locked up and to be honest with y'all i i don't even see this man surviving in wherever it is that they're gonna bring him to initially these guys were both um crips and it was said that eric holder was um cooperating with the police as far as snitching on somebody and nipsey called him out on it the word snitch isn't taken lightly in that realm if you're amongst gangs or you know even in the streets it's just not something that gets tossed around and you know you you can't take that lightly it's a very very bad title so he was pretty upset about it and it was premeditated came and shot nipsey actually hit uh two other people as well it's just sad because he was actually um, an acquaintance of Nipsey, played him his music. I don't know if Nipsey was going to you know, sign him or, or had any plans for him, but these guys didn't know each other. And 
that's a big reason why the comfortability of Eric Holder getting that close to Nipsey happened. Because Nipsey didn't see it coming. It was said that his last words was, you got me, when after he got shot. I, I don't I don't mean to be inhumane, but th- this motherfucker can rot, man. It's terrible. You know, a lot of people are hurt behind this. Families, fans, people all over the world. Nipsey had a great impact, not only with his music, but being a philanthropist and his word. And it's just a shame, man. Yeah, totally, man. And um, to add on to it, Candyman, I'm going to come to you next. The video footage that was shown in the courtroom, it contradicted Nicholson's testimony. You know, Holder said he he had gotten out of Nicholson's car, the young lady in question, and he ran over to Hustle immediately as they pulled into the parking lot. But the video footage shows Holder walking into the neighborhood burger place. And only minutes after he he came out of there and the video shows it. It shows that this man was walking to the place and he put a bag of chili fries, you know, while he was in the shopping center. And it was it was just in it, it was just it was just calm. He wasn't agitated. He wasn't angry. He didn't just run out and shoot him. And like you said just now that they knew each other. So for him to just walk up the nips, it was like nothing, you know, and it, it's just it's just it's just a real, 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 real shame. You know what happened to Nip and his family? You know, our hearts go out and you mentioned snitching, you know, that that's a that's a big no, no. That's a big, 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 big no, no. And, in, 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 you know, where we come from and uh, the grand jury transcript, you know, was writ was, you know, was spoken about. And it said that Nipsey was just telling him, yo, chill, no, no, and, and all that when, when all that was going on. So, Candyman, what's your what's your take about about all this and the verdict and all that went down? So, first off, and um, I may catch some heat for what I'm about to say, but I don't give a fuck. First off, Brianna Nicholson's a dumb bitch. Uh, I, 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 can, I, I confidently believe that. Because first off, if, 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 you, if you paid attention to the trial, she testifies that uh holder loaded a gun in her car right matter of fact let me start from the beginning so first off you can tell the murder is premeditated because he goes to nip talks to nip you look at the video like nobody shows any signs of aggression agitation or whatever just a conversation he goes like you said he goes he gets his chili fries and he goes back in the car with shorty and eats the fries so that means that he had time to think about what he wanted to do because he ate a whole meal before he went and killed a man, right? That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, she, she's a dumb bitch because he loads the gun in her car, right? Loads the gun in her car. And for what reason? If, and mind you, she said not only was this her friend, this was somebody she had dated. Mm-hmm. And she said she had never known him to own guns, whatever, right? All right, boom. But now he's loading a gun and tells you to pull around the back of the shopping center. What did you think he was possibly going to do? Then you hear, you, then she says she hears gunshots and he comes running back in the car. She had no idea that, she, that he shot anybody. But you saw him load a gun in your car, told him, that he, he, she said, and I quote, you're not doing no drive-by in my car. So if you hear gunshots and he comes running back up to your car, what did you think happened? What, he, he, he just went and, and, uh, and then played cowboy for five seconds? Like, no. And then furthermore, she sees the report on the news 
and this is why she should be charged. But I, I guess they, I guess they gave her immunity because her. I don't even think her testimony was important because everything's on videotape. That's why I said there's no need for a trial. Everything's on tape. We know he did it. She goes and gets him a hotel room the next day. Like, are you, are you, are you kidding? After you knew what, and she said she saw her car driving away on a surveillance video on the news. So I don't think she should have been given immunity. She, she should have been uh, an accessory to murder since she, since she drove. The, nobody could be that dumb, bro. If, if you, I agree. Bro, if, if you and me was in the same car and I'm driving and I see you load done in my car and then you get out the car, I hear pow, pow, and you come running back to the car. And obviously I know that you just did something. Exactly. That, yeah. That's number one. And number two, I, people in the hood, in the community, we got to do better. Because there are people who were spotted by the prosecution on that videotape who were there, who saw things. And One of the pallbearers. One of the, one yeah, of the and, and, and they, Evan McKenzie. And they didn't want to testify. Now, now, here's my thing, right? I can understand if you weren't there, but you have knowledge of it. And they ask you what do you, what do you know and you don't wanna you don't wanna testify whatever hood code but this was something that you were proven to be there by surveillance tape you watched everything go down and this is not just any not to say that nobody is is worth anything but you know this this is this is Nipsey Hussle we talking about and and you know I've said it on this show before the hood don't love nobody but this was a man who got rich and famous who actually made it to be somebody in life. I mean, not to say that nobody's anybody in life, but he, he, he got rich and famous and did not leave the hood, was putting money in the hood. He was giving people jobs. He invested into the community. He opened a marathon clothing store to give people who couldn't find uh, jobs elsewhere because they had lengthy uh, arrest records. He gave them jobs. This man was a man of the community. And somebody wrong, he was somebody that everybody loved. And he was a special human being. And somebody took him away from us exactly. wrongfully. Exactly. And you don't want to tell what you know when you when it was proven that you were there. At some point, we got to stop talking about, oh, it's snitching. It's not, it's not snitching. It's called doing the right thing. Like I said, if something happened between two people and you weren't there and you know about it, and the cops come asking you questions, that's different. But you were there, and this is supposed to be your friend. Evan was right there standing right with Nip when that murder took place. And it was to a point where the judge was, you know, they were sending out subpoena after subpoena after subpoena, and he just kept ignoring it. And then eventually there was a bench warrant sent out for Evan McKenzie. So it's like, what the hell, you know? I mean, that, that was your friend. You were, you were one of his pallbearers at the funeral. And this is out in broad daylight, you know, it's like, it's just, it's just sickening. And you mentioned it earlier, all the things that Nipsey did for people in the community, he did so much, especially for young talent. And he, and he, he kept dropping jewels and dropping gems till this day. When you look at Nip's interviews, he still gives you something. And, uh, I just, it just, it just trips me out. You know, and, and to and to add to that, there was a phone call that Nicholson got and you can hear somebody tell her you had Nipsey Hussle killed and then and then she hung up the phone. So 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 people knew things. People said something. 
you know, and it's like all of this evidence, all these people. And it was said right then and there, Rev, like you mentioned, that everybody acknowledged, even the defense, they acknowledged that Holder shot Nipsey Hussle. And they had the nerve to say there was no premeditation and he is not guilty of first degree murder. Come on. I mean, if you got to go eat, if you got to go talk to the man, then go eat a whole meal of chili cheese fries and then kill him. You had time to think about it. It might be one of the reasons why Chris Darden from the OJ trial um, withdrew his defense of Mr. Holder. Also, he was receiving death threats, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. But 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 as a people, we got to do better because, like I said, Nipsey, Nipsey was a was a good man, was a, co- a community guy. Yeah. And and and, pe- and this and people people watched him get shot and killed and they're, they're on video and they can be placed by the prosecutor. And it's clear as day they're right there and they don't want to like at some point we got to stop this street code stuff, man, because. I mean, granted, the the prosecution didn't even need their testimony to put Holder away, but we got to do better, man. At some point, at some point, when is it about doing the right thing and not snitching? Absolutely. And honestly, it's a code that maybe us in New York on the East Coast don't understand. I was listening to um, Deshaun Jackson, who is from L.A., talk about the culture and talk about the street code and everything. And it's not nothing to glorify, but this is what they're taught from young kids. Even one of the victims who got shot, he declined to identify uh, Mr. Holder. He just said he doesn't know nothing. He didn't see anything. And it was said that um him and they had another witness who didn't um show up were scared because they was um afraid of any retribution from the gangs. But no, you guys are absolutely right. This somehow needs to stop. And I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Certain people should just be untouchable because of what they're doing for the community what they're doing for the neighborhood pop smoke nipsey hustle these guys were doing good things for our culture for us they're our representation we don't have many positive uh, figures to represent us out there and for somebody to tear that down it's not fair to us it's not fair to the culture itself it's selfish but absolutely this needs to stop and i feel like this probably this will keep going on some way somehow it's just a shame, but I hope people do learn off of this and just get it together, man. It makes me angry to even think about, but um, moving on because, you know, we can't stay on this topic forever. Um, just R.I.P. Nip. But uh, yeah. NBA young boy got found not guilty in the federal gun case he had against him. QG, you want to uh, touch on this? Sure, sure. Uh, NBA young boy's lawyers... They argued that NBA young boy did not know that the weapon was in his car when he was pulled over and arrested on a separate charge. This took place in California last year. And what happened was he, he's been he, he's 22 years old, ladies and gentlemen. He was found not guilty of possession of a firearm and ammunition as a felon. And. This this concludes one of the two federal gun trials. So this is a, this is a break for him. After two hours of deliberation, you know the jury made their decision. You know with this other case going on, he could he could he could get ten years in prison. This goes back to March of 2021, where uh, and by the way, uh, uh, 
Candyman, if you don't know this. He's from your town. He's from Louisiana. And it was him and 16 other people. He was among 16 people accused of the gun possession and the drugs. They shot a video in Baton Rouge. His lawyers were saying that none of this contraband was on him personally. So it's the entourage that's to blame here. He cooperated with the cops. He was driving his his Mercedes, you know, and but then he yeah, then he pulled off and then it was a high speed chase and then he ran on foot when they got to the car. That's when they found the guns. That's when they saw cash and jewelry as well. So he, he said he was unaware of it. And at that time, he panicked. That's why he ran. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I don't blame him for running. And I just want to emphasize that NBA young boy beating the feds is not easy i heard he had a three percent chance of winning this trial mm-hmm. and mind you he still has to win another case um for gun possession in cali or, he, or I, i'm sorry i, I believe uh, louisiana mm-hmm. and he won the one in cali but it's looking good for him he's been taking a lot of w's here they um didn't use any of the lyrics against them which is Thank a good God. thing yeah. um in Young Boy's defense, his team said that um, it was an air gun props that he was using in his videos, that it wasn't real guns or anything like that. But I also want to say this, you know, NBA Young Boy, <laughs> if you go on the comments on these hip hop pages, even if, if news doesn't have to deal with him, they somehow always mention Young Boy. They, they love this kid. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of his music. But I could respect the cultural influence, as I was saying earlier. We got to protect these guys. So once he gets out, we got to make sure that this kid becomes a star he is. As long as he stays on the right track and represents us out there, it, it, it would be sad if we have to do a podcast and 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 have to talk about pretty much a similar topic with Nipsey and Pop Smoke with this kid. Because I feel like with him, he might be the next huge superstar. And he has billions of streams with mm-hmm. no radio play that is virtually impossible so his shout out to him shout out to his fan base just keep rocking with this kid and i pray he beats his other case it's looking good for him candy man um well first off uh it's clear that he that he was uh he was wrong he didn't know the gun was in the car the prosecutor lied, saying that he was uh, speeding at 90 miles per hour, running away from the cops. He's only going 40. Um, but like you said, the entourage is the problem. And this goes back to if you're a celebrity, it doesn't even have to be just a rapper. But if you're a celebrity, you just have to be mindful of who you keep around you. Because if it's your entourage that's that's getting you in this type of trouble, maybe you just need to leave certain people alone. Mm-hmm. Or you could be cool with people who just don't travel with them. Because, you know, federal gun charge, like you said, he was looking at 10 years. Mm-hmm. And we've seen what happens to rappers when they get locked up for a significant amount of time, like Shine. So, you know, you, you get locked up 10 years, your career might be over. Ain't nobody going to, I hate, I'm sad to say, but, you know, because you're not in the public eye, out of sight, out of mind, ain't nobody checking for you while you away in the bib. So... I mean, or, or, I mean, well, it could go one of two ways, or you could be like our good friend in the show, Mac, and, uh, and build up a support while you, uh, while you're away. And then the man comes and drops a single and everybody listens to it. 
So it could go either way, but you know, ten years that's a, that's a lot of time to be away. But you know, you got to be mindful of who's in your entourage. That's all. That's right. And 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 these lawyers are so so hilarious. They're so quick to use these rap lyrics. They're so they're so they're so quick to just bring it in there and just recite the lyrics. It's just it's like that's their mo. You know, like oh well, this person is who he says he is. Listen to the lyrics or. This this female MC is who she says she is. She 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 says this like I'm just tired of these lawyers and stuff just using that as their as their main evidence these these lyrics. But like all you just said, young boy, you got nine lives, kid. So for you to beat this one, you know, hopefully you get out of this one and it teaches you a lesson, man. Be careful who you have around you. Well, his next trial is in the state of Louisiana. They're notorious for using people's lyrics against them. Uh, look at Mac. Look at C. Murder. Look at Boosie. Correct. So, you know he he's got a tougher sled than 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 L. A. So, but uh, moving on to the next topic that uh, that we got uh, lined up for y'all this week. Uh, somebody who annoys me all the time, Gilly the Kid, talking <laughs> once again. And uh, now he's posting photos of Rick Ross as a corrections officer. And he's telling uh, Ross to name his new podcast, Lock It Up. Can can I go first on this one? Go right ahead. So, Gilly the Kid. Gilly, you, you, you love to talk about people who have accomplished big things in, in hip-hop. You, you've gone on record about Lil Wayne, how... You ghost wrote for him. He wore your chain in the video. Blah, 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 blah. And now you want to talk about Rick Ross. Why are you cocksucking? Rick Ross been in the rap game how long now? He made his debut in what, 2005? It's 2022. It's been 17 years. We all know that Ross was a corrections officer. This is not new news. That We've seen photos of him. In his corrections officer outfit in the jail before. It's not new news. But we've accepted it. And I personally like Ross. I think his music is pretty damn good. And and, and like, 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 what's the point, Gilly? Are you mad because you were signed to Cash Money and never dropped an album? Are you mad because you was in major figures and the album went nowhere? I didn't even know y'all had an album until QG told me about it. And it did nothing in 1999. Like Gilly, are you are you mad because you never you, like you you you've never been nowhere near close to being nominated for a Grammy album? You never had an album, so you couldn't go gold or platinum. Like like what like what's the problem? I really want to know what's the problem. Like you're bringing up you're you're bringing up old stuff. Like we don't know that Ross was was a corrections officer. It's it's been public knowledge for like the last fifteen years. So what are we bringing it up for? And why are you just saying something about it now? Why didn't you say something about it five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago? Like, yo, I, I, I swear, some people are just clout chasing, man. I can, I can add to that, but Eric, Eric, if you'd like to go, you can. You're banned from Philly, bro. I, I think this stems from the ghost riding from for Little Wayne thing. You know he's mad at Rick Ross because Rick Ross had his name in his mouth. He's not just attacking him for no reason now. And, okay, you're right about the whole thing about Rick Ross being a corrections officer. I feel like it's super exhausted. But 
<laughs> that impression Gilly did of Rick Ross. I just bought a cow. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, 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 I never laughed so hard when he did. Man, That's, that impersonation was spot on. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just want to say one thing without giving away too much of the rest of the pod. But I'm getting sick and tired of these artists, these DJs, these whatever it is, using their money and using their income in arguments. And okay, Rick Ross, as Gilly said, he has like a one in a million house, and that's nice and everything like that. But if we're the, if if we're putting people over people over money, then Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates are run the world, and Bill Gates, I don't think much of him, so I'm I'm not using that system here. But as far as Gilly goes, you know, Gilly is a, a one of the masters of of handling beef, and his response to Rick Ross was, I, I actually agreed with it as far as like, you know, you could have all the money in the world and you could still be a lame. And I'm not saying Rick Ross is a lame. I'm just saying that was a, a pretty good retort by Gilly. But um, as as far as that, I could agree that yes, Gilly is being a bit sensitive about things. I mean, I I don't think he had to take it that far. You know, he had his first response pretty much telling Rick Ross to keep his name out of his mouth. And then Rick Ross, like I said, you know, stunting on him with the money thing. And then Gilly just totally went off. And now he's exhausting this with the pictures. And I read a comment saying that Gilly's probably going to talk about this for the next eight months. Somebody said eight years. And yeah, Gilly just don't let up. He's just not the one. I don't see any more responses coming out of Rick Ross's camp, and I think it's just better like that. It's just fun and entertaining, a spat between two artists. But Al, you gotta chill with the Philly thing, man. You know they're they're the murder capital, man. I don't want nothing bad to happen to you. Listen, man, it's well documented. I don't like Philly. Like you know, it, 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 people really, it is what it is, man. Yeah, the the city of Philly. The only thing they got they they got to be proud of is the Eagles and the Eagles ain't really all that good right I, now. I, no I watch your mouth, watch your mouth. I will go over there, and I will bring you to Philly, and you won't come back. James Harden it. plays. James Harden plays for the 76ers, and I, he don't even want to be in Philly. I don't care about no James Harden. Talk about the Eagles now. You know now you're getting personal, but yeah. And we got homies from Philly, man. IQ, Malik, bruh. Come on. No, no, no. They're they're. There are exceptions to every rule. All right, those are the those are the two cool people out of the entire city. Oh man, that's not true. But um, <laughs> but me, but not. Me, yeah, uh, I mean, if you got anything more to say about that? Oh yeah. So so here's here's my thing, right? So I feel like I feel like it's a case of the guy who's accomplished nothing versus the guy who's accomplished a lot. Like I don't know what Gilly expects rick ross to do but ross should have made one comment which he did and and leave it alone because at the end of the day when some when somebody when somebody's clout chasing the best way to get rid of them is to ignore them so gilly's got a little fan base on on instagram or or social media or whatever the podcaster yeah i i I was gonna get to that but if if you got any more i mean i'd like to go after you finish oh yeah definitely but Ross Ross is on a much elevated higher level, not just in rap but in life. So you don't need to respond to him. Well, let me let me just say this: as you mentioned earlier and alluded to about Gilly the Kid, I first knew of Gilly from the Major Figures and with Dutch and Spade. And Rev touched on it. Gilly the Kid has a has a resume as far as beefs and battles. You know, he went at it with State Property. He went at it with Cassidy. 
He even went at it with Meek Mill. Gilly doesn't back down from anybody, and he's very outspoken. He'll say what he needs to say. It's unfortunately that he's had some raw deals in the industry with, you know, labels and stuff like that. But let's backtrack of how this thing really popped off. Now, you mentioned earlier about the podcast, and it is a successful podcast. It's million dollars worth of game. And it shout has out to one, Wallow. It, yep, shout out to Wallow. It has one million subscribers. They get these views. And with with podcasting, much like we do, we discuss topics. And it just so happened that Gilly sparked this whole thing when Rick Ross bought a cow. And he said it in a, in the on the pod. He says, and I'm gonna clean it up a bit. It's old N word that don't hear the roar of the crowd no more. And they still think the world going to come back. So they be on Instagram and they be on social media doing dumb blank. I just bought a cow and all this dumb blank. <laughs> F, F would you buy a cow for? And then he kept going. Once Gilly starts, he's just going to keep going. So he's like, oh, yeah. he's like, you know, I was going to bake you. I was going to bake your goofy ass. And he's like, what's wrong with you? Don't ever comment on nothing about me. When you used to be a CEO, when you used to lock people up like Wallow in the cell. And that, that just kept going on and on. And then, obviously, you know, it's going to get on Ross's radar. And then Ross, Ross made his response. <laughs> it was just it was just it was just funny that this whole thing stems over a cow. You know, like we've seen I just put a cow. <laughs> <laughs> we've just seen situations go off over over more and then ross obviously responded to it and ross says he should start a, his own podcast you know he was like he gonna he said he gonna show you how it's done and then here comes gilly again he's like i got a name for your podcast and he calls he calls it the mickey mouse show and he was like you should call the podcast locked up because you were a corrections officer so it's like Back and forth, back and forth. But to go with what Candyman was saying, yeah, the best response is no response if you're Rick Ross. Rick Ross has success. Labels, um, you know, awards, all all that, all those different things. And 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 it's and it's interesting too how Gilly came back on IG and he was like, Did you pay Meek Mill his money? Like you you got him in a nineteen fourteen slave deal. He's like, You got him mm. like Harriet Tubman. I was I was like, Oh man, mm. like he was really going off. And then he was like, you mentioned Birdman, how how Birdman owed Khaled money. Did you pay Meek Mill his money? Like, he he was going off with that stuff. You know what I mean? And I was like, he was like, um, Meek Mill signed to you when he was 19 and he's 35 now. So how come you ain't, you ain't negotiate and get him his money? So Gilly's going to hit on all points. He's going to bring in all these different things. He's not going to back down from this. And he does have a following. So Candyman, whether you feel or not, people are paying attention and they listening. Listen, listen, listen. First off, Gilly the Kid's a rapper, right? It's a goddamn shame that as a rapper, your his podcast is has done has done way more for him than his rap career ever could. That's number one. Number two, like you want to talk about oh Rick Ross, one of these old heads that misses the roar of the crowd. Gilly, you know never had the roar of the crowd like what your biggest crowd was when you were on the streets of Philly doing 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 rap battles 
freestyle battles in front of like 20 people on a corner. Rick Ross has sold out arenas and stadiums for him. Like some people just need to shut the fuck up and mind the business. I don't I don't agree with that, man. Like, I mean, as far as Gilly goes with that, we got plenty of people who are into the podcast game, including Joe Budden. And he and he expresses his views, whether they be positive or negative, whether you agree or disagree. Gilly has a voice. And when you look at the at the guest that's been on the show, Gilly pulls in guests with Wallow. So, you know, he he has a fan base and they cover over what's going on. It's just the way that he does it. It's something to be desired because you know how Gilly go off. When Gilly go off, he go off extra. Like I remember watching an episode where he was talking about when he first met Nas. I don't know if you guys saw that. Rev, did you see his reaction to when he first met Nas? He said yeah. he said he ran up on him and he, and he hugged him and he's like, yo, he's like, yo, let me tell you something. I love you. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Gilly is a funny guy, man. But I I, I like Gilly, man. I, I, I like I said, I like him from the major figures and he can rap. He's good. So yeah, Gilly yeah. And, and he's a purist. He's a hip hop purist. He appreciates the culture. So I mean, I don't know how this whole thing is gonna end up, but I agree with Candyman on the Rick Ross part. Best response is no response. Rick got other yeah. things to do. Oh yeah. Well, well, when his album dropped, pointed out to me. But anywho, I'll point uh, it out to you if the album drop. If the album drop, I'll be sure to listen to it. Uh, and and another and another and going from one fool to another. Uh, T-Pain had some interesting comments about Tupac Shakur saying, and I quote, if Tupac was around, he'd get eaten up by all these other rappers out here today. I feel it's bullshit, but QG, you can you can start. The moment I saw this, I. I lost it and I went all over social media on my personal Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I've been in conversations with so many different people. Shout out my homegirl, Jay, because she actually agreed with T-Pain. But then I alluded to the facts. And when I put up the facts, I want to shout out my guy, James Polk, as well. He backed me up because let's look at the facts. And I say this to you, Fahim. I'm not even going to call you by your artist name. Your entire career, you've done nothing but make music using autotune. And I heard, granted, that you really can sing. However, this is not your lane. This is not your <laughs> avenue to me. But um, what I'm saying is, in 1996, even 1995, all you people out there that say Pac is not lyrical, let's 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 settle that for a minute. He's been on records with Method Man, Corrupt, Red Man, all three guys who are lyrical, and he held his own. He was on a record with Big Daddy Kane, who is super lyrical, and held his own. There's times when Pac does get lyrical is when he needs to be. Pac studied all the greats. And then in, in, if you want to talk about 9-5, 9-6, when you had Big, you had Jay, you had Nas, you had all these different people, nobody wanted to smoke with Pac. Pac went off. Pac went off. Nobody wanted to get anywhere near Pac, and he wanted to smoke with everybody. Nobody said one thing. So that's that's the part that really gets me. It's like, Fahim, you don't know what you're talking about. If you did your homework, you would see in that same year and the year before that, Pac had the whole world shook. He was the number one artist in 1996 with two classic albums. Well, if you want to count three, because all, all Eyes on Me is a double album. But 
Listen to songs like If I Die Tonight. Listen to Got My Mind Made Up. Listen to the unreleased song Wherever You Are with Big Daddy Kane. There are times when Pac gets lyrical and people think lyrics is just punchlines and metaphors and similes. No, Pac is a storyteller. Pac brings emotional content and the words he chooses to use describes how he's feeling. Pac will paint you a picture. So all you people keep saying about Hennessy and enemies and and remember me, y'all not really paying attention and listening to what he's trying to tell you. There are many forms of lyricism, so that's just my take on it. I don't want to take too much time because everybody has, you know, everybody has to say something. So, I mean, who wants to touch on that next? I'll go ahead. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sad about this because um, I have a love hate relationship with T Pain, and after the whole death auto tune, I actually really appreciated his take on things and saw that he was super humble, and he's had great, great, great takes on music itself on you know the artist just just being better artists and the artistry of R&B and T-Pain can actually sing without autotune it's crazy that uh you know he was kind of milking the game with it and he actually said he dialed back he mm. claims that Jay-Z didn't really um give him his uh the L there he he was claiming that he was just on too much um songs and it was too much of them he spoke to his management team and he wanted to dial things back and then the song came out and it just so happened that he was dialing it back but um as far as this comment man i feel like t-pain owes everybody an apology i know it's Mm -hmm. his opinion he doesn't mean harm but certain artists you gotta watch what you say obviously it's it struck a nerve with you qg i'm yeah, sure there's others that are struck because you're addressing this man by his first name yeah, and i, I respect it hey man let it all out man you are more than entitled to that is your guy defend him to the fullest and i hope that more cats like you and it you know do this and it gets to t-pain where he realizes like oh man i kind of i'm tripping here maybe he'll walk back his statements Maybe at a later date, hopefully soon. But yeah, he got to be careful with who he talks about and stuff, man. And I seen things on the internet where people were comparing how much Pac made and how much he makes and everything. And I've been talking about this whole money thing. But as far as this goes, like yeah, um, as far as the money thing is really just showing the interest of 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 Pac and the interest of of T Pain himself. And Pac is a worldwide artist. T Pain definitely has some worldwide songs and stuff like that, but he's not as recognized as Pac, so he owes somebody an apology. He owes us an apology. He does. And 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 to get to you, Candyman, just to add this in, what did Tupac say on um on Troublesome? He said niggas talk a lot of shit after I'm gone because they fear me in the physical form. Nobody had none of that stuff to say when Pac was living. Now the man is gone. Everybody got something to say. He's not lyrical enough. He's this. He's that. Stop disrespecting this man and tearing this man's legacy down, man. But Candyman, go ahead. Add to it. To add to your point, and anybody who knows me knows Tupac is my favorite rapper of all time. That's number one. So I'm automatically on Pac's side. So number two, Tupac has made timeless music. Tupac's music is still relevant 25 years after it's been released. You know, you look at the Billboard 200. I was looking at the Billboard 200 today. All, I mean, granted, it's nowhere near the top, but All Eyes on Me is still on the chart at 198. See? Why, why is that? That album came out in 96. You would think people would have stopped buying music, right? T-Pain ain't on no goddamn chart, I'll tell you that much. And 
Here's the thing. Like you said, T-Pain's not a rapper. How can he comment on rap? He's not a rapper. That's number one. Number two, T-Pain, your last hit was was when? 2007, 2008? All about strippers and alcohol. Yeah, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't made a hit since. And after Death of Auto-Tune that Jay-Z released, ain't nobody was really checking for T-Pain after that. So I don't I don't know. I honestly don't know what T Pain is thinking. And has T Pain not heard the rap of today? <laughs> That's what people were arguing about. Like he said if he would have survived ninety six, he would get eaten up lyrically. I said, by who? Today? By who? Are you kidding me? No one I can think of. Come on. And as much and as much as I love Drake. I don't think Drake can hold a candle to Tupac. Hell no. I don't even know why you're putting them in the same sentence. As much as as much as I like J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar, I think Tupac would dust them too. Oh yeah. Kendrick is his son. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he acknowledges that. Yeah. He he acknowledges that. And Payne didn't even give no examples. Right. He didn't he didn't get if he would have said names, then we could sit back and be like, hmm. This is who he's talking about. And 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 you guys thought I let him have it. Boosie dragged him. Well, the reason why he didn't name names is because technically by not naming names, he named everybody. He thinks mm. this whole generation could dust Tupac. <laughs> this is a fucking joke, bro. I don't even know why we're talking about this bullshit. No, no, no. We had to we had to bring it up because it was so it, it, it got so much outrage. When he mentioned that, everybody had something to say and chimed in. Like, what do you? He was like, "What? Nah, keep Pac name out your mouth, man." T Pain and Jordan Grace got a lot in common this week. Moving on, because this is gonna keep. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay upset if we if we keep focusing on this goof. But um, (laughs) Styles P. So this is interesting. So as you as, as I don't know if people know or don't know, but Styles P and Jada Kiss they own a juice bar in Yonkers. A lady was on a bicycle and she came to uh to pick up a, a I think I believe it was a Uber Eats or a DoorDash order from the juice yeah, bar. DoorDash. And DoorDash. um, I guess like she was erratically cycling on the bike. The cops noticed and uh, they 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 stopped her. Mind you, she was right in front of the juice bar. She made it to her destination and. You know, they, they tried to arrest her. She tried to run. Uh, they tackled her on the ground. They got rough with her. And Styles P actually came outside the business because he was there in the juice bar. And he came outside and was like, yo, like, you know, what's going on? He tried to defend her and talk to the cops. Um, QG, you, you, what, do you, what do you make of this? I am very proud and very happy to see Styles P stand up and do something. Because people need to go back to what's been happening in society, and it's still happening. You have people getting shot dead by the cops, unarmed people. You got people getting roughed up, being thrown on the ground, faces buried in the concrete, knees on people's neck, knees on people's back. Like, we've seen way too much of that going on. So the fact that that was going on prompted a reaction from the community and then 
to see the video, what did you guys notice? When Styles ran out there, he put his hands up instantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he did that, he did that for good reason. Yep. Because he doesn't want to get shot. That's why he put his hands up instantly so the officer can see him face to face. I've alluded to this back in the archive episodes where we mentioned about police brutality in hip hop. When people joke about Jazzy Jeff, when he was on the court stand in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and he had his hands up in front of the bailiff and he was like, if I put my hands down next thing you know, I got 30 warning shots in my back. Yeah, people laugh, but you got to think about that for a minute. And Styles cleaned it up with a, with a, with a, uh, with a video saying, you know, he could have handled himself a little bit better with the approach, but it's that PTSD, man. It's that, it's that uneasiness. They slammed that woman into the ground. They had her, they had the knee on this, on this woman's back. And, and you hear another person in the background cursing loud, like, yo, that's a female. Word. There's ways to handle this. And then he said it in the video, yes, police have to arrest people who break the law, but they should use the same force regardless of the suspect's race. So I I agree with Styles 110%. And when he looked back at it and he wanted to clean it up and say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have reacted that way. But it's that fear. It's that fear factor among minorities. We have to be afraid when the police come around, because when they come around, we don't know what's going to happen. So more needs to be done, and we need rappers like that to speak out and stand up. I'm very proud of Styles for doing that, and I wish other rappers and other people out there, other entertainers and people with these with these statuses do more and say more in regards to this. Absolutely. Yeah, to piggyback off that. I'm very proud of Styles as well. He just showed his OG ship right there, how he was telling everybody not to handle the situation he did. And he was attributing that he does have anger issues and also plugged that that is why he eats fruit to help his anger issues. And I like that he advised people not to do that because you see it all the time. People get real frantic. People get real upset. And then they wind up being a victim of circumstance, whether they get shot or they get taken in. And yeah, kudos to him. He stepped right in and he had his hands up and told the officer like he's scared, too. And it takes a man to say that and to communicate that and to still defend um, this woman who pretty much did get a, a tad brutalized by the police with the excessive force. But uh, that whole video of Styles P explaining like, you know, how he handled the situ- situation wrong should be showed more. That should be on Worldstar. That should be. Uh, one of the top videos because people need to see that and yes i applaud him and we all do but he he definitely was putting himself in danger and he realized that because things could have went wrong and he also said he doesn't want the officers fired he wants more people from the neighborhoods to police our community because you have people who are not from our community coming in scared in these neighborhoods and they just don't react well to certain situations i mean this girl was going to doordash to pick up her order she's just trying to make a living and she fled from the or tried to flee from the police because she's scared it's not like she was trying to rob somebody or anything or she was guilty of something we're scared already because of everything that we hear everything that we see in front of us when it comes to police 
we don't know how to react sometimes like when they're pulling you over or they're up in your face you're in a state of fear so fear makes you do things involuntary sometimes so this this young lady just decided to take off you know we could learn from from styles p and everything he said so shout out to him salute to the real og styles p man we need more like that yo when i hear police sirens my heart jump like i, I seriously do and you can see in the video we're gonna get to you candy man you can see in the video he's even talking to the suspect in question telling saying sister relax and loosen up like he's right there telling her to relax just calm down because the more force is going to be applied. So, you know, he he really tried to help. It's it's twofold because for me, number one, and I'm going to be honest, and people might not like what I'm about to say, but if that was me, I don't think I would have went out there. You know? Because now, granted, nothing happened to Styles, thank God, but like you said, you, you run out there and... We're already afraid of the cops. I know I'm afraid of the cops every time I see him. But, you know, he could have ran out there. They could have cuffed him, too. If the cops were really some assholes, they could have charged him with with a, with a um, with obstruction of justice or interfering in an arrest. So, you know, like, granted, I guess because they knew he was a celebrity, they, they, didn't, they didn't treat him as such. I mean, they didn't, they didn't treat him as anything below that, but... You know, like that's a risk that he he took a risk. It's a risk that we all can appreciate, but you know, like I personally would have probably been one of the few people that uh, one of the people that I probably if I was inside the shop, I'd have been looking through the window watching from inside and mind my business. So kudos to Styles for having the wherewithal to to go out there and be willing to risk getting in trouble himself. But you know, like we need more people like Styles in the community, but. You know, I understand the young lady was scared, but it also goes to show they've already you're already in front of them. Trying to run is not going to make the situation better because now trying to run, obviously they're going to chase you, and they did chase her. They caught up to her. You know, all they all they did was ask her for an ID. I've been stopped before. We've all been stopped before. Matter of fact, me and Rev got stopped not too long ago traveling together in a car. What was I supposed to do? Drive off and, and try to escape? You know, like I think I the know. use of excessive force needs to be needs to be looked at as far as how they handled getting her on the ground and everything like that. I think that's more. Of but what, my of, my, of my, what thing this, my my because, my thing is this though. My my thing is no no. I got you. I, I I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna let you finish. I'm just saying because she's a female. Ease up with how you handle her. I felt that's what he was saying. Yeah, and, and my, my and my thing is this, as far as the young lady goes, right? If she, if because all they did was ask her for an ID. She pulled out her phone, said she was looking for a picture of it, and that's when she tried to run. My thing is this, you don't know what they were going to, what they were going to do. Like, they asked you for your ID, they probably would have just gave her a summons because they, they thought she was drunk. That's where it all stemmed from. And now, now there is no law, there's a law against uh, operating a car while drunk. But there's no law against riding a bike while drunk. They probably would have just gave her a summons and that would have been the end of it. I've never seen anybody get a breathalyzer for riding a bicycle. Yeah. Yeah, so, never seen that. But, I, I feel like this whole thing, and but it, go, but it goes back to, but like you said earlier, it goes back to the way that we as a people have been treated 
uh, by by the police three years. So I get why she would want to run, but sometimes, you know, if all they asked for was an ID and they didn't even approach you on no hostile shit, she she could have she they would have gave her a summons. She could have picked up the uh, she could have picked up the order, delivered it, and she could have fought the summons in the mail. Yeah, but and if I may, um, go ahead, Beth. Yeah, um, to our knowledge, yes, we do know that this is a young lady. Um, seeing who this young lady is, the visual, um, it is a lesbian female. Um, you can fill in the blank with the proper term as far as um her not being a femme. So maybe the police, you know, saw her from the back and thought that it was maybe a male suspect. But that is a million percent not an excuse. Um, I say that to say this. That with the police, whether it's male or female, definitely need to learn different techniques when it comes to restraining um, people that they may have to question or, you know, even get physical with. There's other tactics to do, but they a million percent brutalize this female. And, you know, from the, from the first look, you know, because she had, you know, fitted hat on, big T-shirt. So maybe you might think like, you know, it's just a regular dude but like i said that gives you no excuse to just throw anybody on the ground like that and, and brutalize anyone so you know as far as i have no problem with police and i actually feel like you know sometimes they're underpaid underappreciated but there definitely needs to be different training methods or maybe even longer training for them so stuff like this won't happen anymore and that's kind of what styles p was touching on as well yep i agree 100 percent well, and with that said, that brings us to the last topic, ladies and gentlemen, that mm-hmm. everybody's been wanting us to <laughs> talk about. Oh, here we go. Funkmaster Flex is back in the news. A Funkmaster Flex has got into it uh, with uh, Conway from Griselda. And I actually, when I read the story, I kind of had to chuckle. Um, basically, he, he he's basically taunting Conway, calling him a 40-year-old bars rapper, and uh, taunting him about how he gets no radio play and this, this, that, and the third. And uh, Funk Flex getting into it with Pete Rock as well, somebody that he's known for a very long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are calling, and I've seen on social media, especially on Instagram, people have called Flex a clown and uh, and, and called him a hater. But uh, QG, let's let's. Let's, let's start with you, because you're the one who brought the story to our attention. Um, what's the situation and how do you feel? And I stated this, too, on social media. I said, yeah, you funk master because you stink. You stink. I have to say it. I have to say it because this is not the first time Flex has been called out and criticized for his for his. Um, I mean, his bravado is just so, so interesting because I don't know what the deal is with this guy. This whole thing stems from starting with Conway, who I love, by the way. Love Griselda. Love, love, love Griselda. All those guys. And they asked Flex about Griselda. And he was like, he respects those guys. They're lyricists, but he's like, it's not for him. Like, he he alluded it to a club. Like, yeah, you got what's going on over here. I'm over there. So basically, what? and then he was like, it's not something that the people 
would like. And I ask the question, what people? Who are you playing for? Who, who, who are you listening to? I asked the same question Conway asked him. And Conway had right to take offense because this is Hot 97. This is New York. Flex is a gatekeeper. And Conway went off. He said, okay, you don't play my records. Who are you playing? And who are you playing for? Like, don't you see what you're doing? Don't you see what you're doing to the brand? You're, you're, you're basically telling people that, oh, well, I'm not going to play these guys because it's not what my audience wants to hear. How do you know that? A DJ's job is to break records. It's to put people on. Rest in peace to DJ K. Slay, because that's all he did. There's no balance. There's no balance with these, with, these, with these DJs nowadays. So Conway asked for all these old DJs to be removed and let some new young DJs that appreciate everything be put in there. Obviously, Flex went off, and he mentioned, oh, well, Conway, you, you, you signed a Rock Nation, Shady Records. You had this team behind you, and weren't you on the Donda album? You, you, you're a 40-plus bars rapper a sorry lyricist that had every resource. So he's like, if you're not happy with your career and all them cosigns, I think you peaked. It's like, Flex, who are you to say about a person's career and dictate what they mean to the hip-hop fan base? You're from the Bronx. You're from the Mecca. You're from the place where this was created. You were known back then for breaking records. You were a DJ that we all appreciated. You used to put out albums with other artists on it. People loved you. People respected you. People jumped to get on your 60 minutes of funk volumes. When was the last time any, any of us heard a freestyle that we liked on the Funk Flex late night? All that bomb dropping and get focused and all that. You need to get focused and drop a bomb on yourself. You need to go back and listen to your show. And hear how foolish you sound. And it dragged in Pete Rock because Pete Rock agrees with Conway. Pete Rock is a traditionalist. So he agreed with what Conway was saying. And he got dragged in. And now Flex goes at Pete Rock talking about Pete Rock snitched on CL Smooth. That's why CL don't mess with him no more. See, Flex doesn't keep it music-based. Flex likes to get personal. He likes to taunt. So he takes it out of the music. So when somebody puts hands on Flex, it's his own fault. And he needs to check himself with that. And Conway was on that show and destroyed the freestyle, obliterated it. So why would you have him up there if you don't care about the man's music? Unbelievable. What y'all got to say? Go ahead, Rev. I'm going to save my comments for last. Oh, man. So I definitely uh, took a deep dive into this and... You know, I said earlier in the show, as far as people kind of flossing on each other and using money to put themselves over and Flex did a lot of that when it came to Pete Rock and Flex is very arrogant with his approach, especially, you know, with Conway. And he he was kind of being passive aggressive to him. I know he kind of was watching his mouth because we recently seen what happens when you mess with Griselda. You could ask Freddie Gibbs and I love Freddie Gibbs. Ooh. but. As far as the Pete Rock situation with Flex, 
one thing I want I want to say about Pete Rock because I've criticized him for suing Nas. Learning that he has also sued uh, Heavy D's um, DJ as well, Eddie F. And they all grew up together and everything. So, you know, Pete Rock definitely has some bad skeletons in his closet. But I do salute Pete Rock for kind of calling Flex out, too, and, and trying to have him appreciate good music. And this is all what it's about is having Flex have more of an ear so what QG was saying, the real hip hop. I mean, he comes from the Bronx, like he said, and you would think that he would facilitate better the real stuff on the radio. But I also want to say that this is all the listener's fault as well. Yes. And you guys out there are enabling this by turning on Hot 97, by by entertaining this dude. I've been in barbershops. I've been in places where people, oh, I hate the radio, but y'all still play it. Y'all spend y'all should spend. The hundred and twenty dollars a year, ten dollars a month on Sirius Radio, because that's where it's at. I'll tell you that. That was one of the best decisions I made was getting Sirius Radio, and they play mainstream music there, but they don't play the same thing eight times a day or eight times mm-hmm. in a row, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They they're more diverse on Sirius Radio, so this is the listeners' fault too. If y'all are going out and, and smoking hookah and eating steak and all that and spending hundreds of dollars on food, which you're gonna shit out. You could spend about the same or even less that, uh, on something that, that will, will create more diversity and, and give other artists a chance to shine, too, if you're listening to serious radio. Instead of just doing the norm and just playing Hot 97 or 105 and, and just hearing the same old bullshit, because that's what it is. And as far as Conway goes, um, him and Flex actually uh, spoke and they worked it out. And Flex said that he's going to premiere a song next Thursday. But this is what I'm talking about, this passive aggressive thing, because he's like, you know, right now, Conway, you don't have a deal. So if you get a deal, I get a thank you from this. Right. If Flex, he just runs his mouth. And I don't I don't like to wish harm or physicality on anybody. But if it came down to it, I wouldn't feel bad for Flex because he's kind of looking for it. He's running his mouth too much. He's way too cocky. You know, they've given him way too much power. The streets has given him too much power. And and it's all like I said, everyone's enabling this by, by continuously listening to Hot 97. If y'all just, like I said, make the transition to satellite, serious radio, y'all don't have to listen to him. I I had I can't remember the last time I heard Funk Master Flex, to be honest with you, even before serious radio, because I don't enable that. I'm in control of what I play, whether it be Spotify or my own personal library, which I use. But yeah, Flex, he's tripping. And it's sad that, you know, with Pete Rock and, you know, everything that he did bring up because he went on like a 15 to 20 minute whole rant about Pete Rock. And he, he was being super disrespectful, bringing up that um him and CL Smooth had a fallen out. Supposedly Pete Rock got uh, CL uh, tried to get P, um, CL Smooth arrested overseas and you're getting arrested overseas. Definitely uh, is not the same as getting arrested in America, as we see what's happening with Brittany Griner. Um, he was bringing up a lot of dirt, saying Pete Rock got jumped. And um, they put him in a car and brought him to the bank to take money from him and all this other stuff. Actually, uh, the YGs, that was um, Eddie F and Heavy D's um, peoples, um, had supposedly done this to Pete Rock. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, you're using all these personal matters because he must have struck a nerve. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, uh, Pete Rock is right. You're not promoting any of these new NY artists. You're not doing anything for us here, the home base. You're not promoting Griselda. You're not promoting um, 
stove god cooks or anybody on the come up Rome streets and these guys are awesome and you ask a regular cat you know you say these names they're not gonna know who you're talking about because they're listening to just regular radio so yeah man go ahead Al so first off people gotta remember that Funk Flex has a right to his opinion whether it's whether it's uh, wrong foul great incorrect indifferent whatever people forget Funkmaster flex has been on hot 97 since hot 97 started all the way back in 1992 so if anybody has been allowed to be a gatekeeper it's flex back in the era when real rap ruled the radio airwaves who was spinning those records it was flex the maces the dmx's the Nas's, the well, maybe not Nas when he was in the in the Jay-Z beef, but the Jay-Z's, the Biggie's, you know, like Flex was spinning those records. Flex at one point in time was the on-air champion for real hip hop. Am I wrong or am I right? You are correct with that. So I feel he's earned the right to be a gatekeeper, right? Here's my other thing. You look at other hip hop radio stations, not including anything on Sirius. And is Power 105 playing Griselda records? No. So, and Power 105 is the other big uh, hip-hop radio station in New York. Power 105 and Hot 97, for the most part, play the exact same thing. Agreed. So, my thing is, nobody's coming at Power 105, but they're coming at Flex because Flex publicly made comments. So, but, but my thing is, you're mad... Are the people mad at what Flex said, or, or are they mad because he's not playing Conway records? I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that he didn't play Conway records. I think I think it's the fact that he said something in addition to the fact that he don't play records. Because if that be the case, you got to get mad at radio, at, at, at over-the-air radio everywhere. Because I don't hear Griselda records get played anywhere. On the radio, not just on Hot 97, but anywhere. So now was Flex wrong for saying what he said? I feel like the, uh, oh, I'm going to premiere the record. And if you get a deal, then uh, I, I need to thank you. That's wrong. You don't have to say that, Flex. Play the record because you want to play it. Also, uh, like QG alluded to earlier, uh, Conway did a freestyle on Flex's show. My thing is. Yeah, if you don't believe the man is great or you don't care for his music, why did you invite him on the show in the first place? Mm-hmm. But again, I feel like Flex, even though he may not be right in the situation, he's earned the right to be the gatekeeper. And yes, Flex does have a fair amount of influence where I'm pretty sure if he told people at 97, yo, I'm playing this record, because Flex has been there since day one, nobody's going to question him. And but you see the issue with that? I'm sorry. Uh just to add to that, and you could address it, anybody, especially you, Kenny, man. Conway went on to said, there's so much good music out here to be ignored. And as a black dude treating other black talent like that, you're, you're saying that they're beneath you. You don't make beats or rap, but you take a dump on artists because you have this source of power, like you mentioned. So it's like, you're a DJ, you play these records, but for you to dictate who's nice and who's not, that's a problem. It's about influence, I feel, is the concern. Because you mentioned that 
you know, Flex has tenure. He's been there for so long. So if he has something to say, people are going to pay attention to it because of his tenure. And you're absolutely right. It's, it's all of radio. And like Rev said, it's the fans, too, because the fans don't stick up for their artists. They want to hear the same stuff over and over and over. So that's also part of the problem. And on top of that, and, and on, on top of that as well, you got to remember, I don't know if y'all noticed, but do you remember what D, what radio DJ Flex uh, uh, had an apprenticeship with when he first came up? Who, who he was under? He was he, he he studied from Chuck Chillout. Yeah. And Chuck Chillout was one of the was one of the uh the most success along with Mr. Magic. He was one mm-hmm. of the more, more successful radio DJs of his time and Red Alert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my thing is this, right? Flex, again, I feel has earned the right to be a gatekeeper. I think Conway was wrong to take to put race into it because a majority of hip hop is black, so I I I I have to dismiss that. I have to dismiss the race comment. A majority of hip hop is African American, so you can't say, "Oh, as a black man, no," because he's still playing records of other black men. I don't recall the last time Flex ever played an Eminem record, but that's that's beyond me. But also, you you got to remember, Flex is is a guy who runs a show. At the end of the day, what is the purpose of the show? To get ratings. How do you get ratings? By playing what's hot. So if the people, and like Rev said, it's the listener's fault, but if people are not demanding Conway or not demanding this guy or this guy, those are the records that are not going to get played because there's no demand to listen to it. So as a as 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 a radio host and on-air personality, I mean I don't think Flex can do anything to get canceled unless he like you know, does something utterly stupid, but his ratings are strong and his ratings are strong for a reason. The man has been on the same show since 1992, bro. 1992, that 30 years on the air in the same radio station, bro. That's almost unheard of today. And not, not just in radio, but in any avenue of entertainment. Uncontested for 30 years, bro. There's a reason for that. His show is, people are still listening to him. People are people are still are, are still giving him ratings. And he, Don't and you think he does him, too much though? Don't you think he does get, too much I'm sometimes? Get, I, I'm yeah, getting to that. But in order to to stay on the show for thirty years and not get canceled, the man has a successful formula, whether we like to admit it or not. You know, and if if I'm pretty sure if people wanted Conway, because from time to time Flex does take write-ins, tweets, calls. And I don't hear anybody asking for Conway on his show. That's number one. Number two, as far as him doing too much. His personality and the way he goes about things with his mouth. Very arrogant. That's the problem. See, but here's the thing. When you have that level of success and he's basically the king of New York radio, bro. The king of New York radio? New York hip hop radio. Yeah. Uh, how can you argue that, bro? He's been I on the same show. He's been on the same show since 1992, bro. I won't label him the king of New York radio, though. The only person that ever came close to his level of clout was Angie Martinez, bro. But you see the issue here, and that's the thing about being a DJ, because Rev, in your position. If you were to DJ at a radio station, and yes, I get 
I get it's the ratings thing. But it's your segment. It's your show. You're going to let the people decide what you should play? Or do you have the power to put people on to music and let them hear music and have them decide, well, is this for me or is this not for me? What would you do? I ain't going to lie. You know, I give Peter Rosenberg some heat, but I kind of like how he does things because he plays a little bit of what he likes, breaks new artists, and he gives what a little bit of what the people want or what the station wants. So I could respect that. And I definitely would, of course, want to break new artists for the city. I think it all depends on the person. So, yeah, I agree with you. I like balance. Yeah. Candyman, Candyman, your point. Here's my thing, and and you've known me for a long time. You know I've I've dipped my hands in, in radio before. Um, back at the York Correctional Facility, I had a show on the uh, on on the college radio station. So, yeah, I I maybe I have a, a different perspective on this than than say the average person. But again, it's all about ratings. So now let's say Flex does decide to take a chance, because remember, again, there's no demand for Conway. Let's say he takes a chance on, well, I don't know who to use as an example. So we'll say rapper A, right? So let's say he hears the record. He decides to take a chance on it. But this is not somebody who the public has been clamoring for or bringing to his attention. All of a sudden, he plays he plays this this song and he notices 10,000 people just turn just turn the radio. Either turned it off or turned to a different station. He's trying to keep himself on the air. I don't blame him. I understand it. Do I agree with it? Not not really. But again, it's, it's show business. He, he has an obligation to the radio station to pull in listeners. So if there's a, if there's a record that he's not sure people are going to listen to, I do not blame him for not playing the record. Or I don't or if there's an artist who, again, you don't hear Griselda on on mainstream radio like that. And uh, and honestly, to be honest with you, Griselda is not, Griselda is for the hip hop heads like us, but mm-hmm. the casual radio listener is not going to want to listen to Griselda. So, but Flex's show is geared towards the casual listener. The days of putting hardcore lyrical hip hop on the radio are far, is far removed. It's but don't you that. think, but don't you think that's kind of, that's kind of, Funny, because what time does Flex come on? Like six Flex is seven. on at night. And what time does he finish? Ten. Yeah, around around ten. So it's like, who are you? Who are you really playing for? And not only that, I agree with the whole thing about an opinion, but I think it's the fact that he tried to he tried to say, well, this is not what the people want. So what you're doing is discrediting the work. I think right. that was the problem. That was the issue. It's okay if you're not into it yourself personally, but trying yeah. to force your ideals and tell people, well, they don't want to hear it. You're basically taking a dump on them. Yeah, and as far as like, you know, lyrical hip hop not being prominent on the radios, I I can't I can't really get with all that because, you know, back then, yeah, there was um commercial songs out that weren't getting as much play as the lyrical stuff. And as deep as Griselda's catalog is, come on, man, you can't tell me you can't find at least one or two 
somewhat radio friendly song i'll give you one off the top conway stressed out that's a great song i feel like more people need to hear that song that's something everybody could relate to because we all go through things and stuff like that but if this if flex took a deeper dive into their catalog to see what's really popping and you're really about the streets because these guys are the streets you would have found a song like that or other songs and what got me upset with him is that you know when he had his retort towards um conway he was saying you know being all passive aggressive and was saying like well i'm gonna go so i'm gonna go play some conway or some griselda nah uh actually i'm gonna about to play cardi b and little baby and kanye west mm. oh come on get the fuck out of here with that shit man like you know th- that just because they made that song doesn't mean it's hot you know like Thank you. personally that song i don't really think it's all that either it got a lukewarm response but you saying that just because you feel that everybody wants to hear it because it's cardi b like exactly. that, when he said that shit he lost all his fucking credibility with me i'm like are you serious you really dubbed griselda for artists like cardi b and no you know no shades of her or anything like that but she's right yeah she's a party rapper or whatever it is but come on man conway has better songs than her for real when it comes down to like being in touch with life and, and reality shit, nah. And I get he's like, oh, you know, I, I focus more on mainstream. I used to be the underground rapper. But you, as Al said, you are a gatekeeper. You have this obligation to your city, to your borough, where you from, this thing of ours, this culture, hip hop. It's like, why don't you implement some of that with the with the Cardi B and the Kanye and the Lil Baby and all that stuff? It, it, this is their fault once again for enabling this and all these artists that are shoved down our throat. I'm tired of it. I'm glad you mentioned P- Peter Rosenberg, Candy Man. Do you guys remember when he called out Nicki Minaj at Summer Jam? Yeah. Yeah. Saying, y'all want the real rap. And then and then look what happened. He backtracked and apologized when the heat was getting on him. So it's like, <sighs> we need balance. Like I, said, like I said, it's a ratings game because we, we we've seen people come and go on the radio. Like um uh was was who was um damn my 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 mind is gone um Star and Buckwild that's who I'm thinking about we've seen people like Star and Buckwild come and go yeah. the only real the only people that that really lasted bro is Flex and now you know uh, the Breakfast Club got a following but they don't really play Clue. music like that yeah, don't yeah, forget Clue yeah Clue and still, DJ yeah. Clue but in order to sustain long sustainability. It's all it's all a ratings game at the end of the day. Like like I said, the like Q-Tip said, uh, the the record the record business is sh- record company business is shade because at the same time, at the same time, you can't just blame Flex. Why is the label not pushing their music hard? You know what I mean? Right. It, so it's twofold because back in the day, I don't know how they do it now, but back in the day, um. You know, they used to put the they used to put the single on CD or on vinyl, and they would and they would send it to the radio station. In a digital age, I don't think they do that, but you know, like, and again, it's all about ratings for Flex. So, and you can't blame them. It's like a TV station. When a show has bad ratings, what does the network do? They pull the show. If 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 if, if somebody puts out a pilot episode and they don't think that the pilot is going to attract viewers, they don't air it. So, I mean, and, and granted, I like Conway. So this is not me bashing Conway or saying that Conway doesn't have appeal. I like Griselda. I'm a fan of Griselda. But I'm also trying to get, the basis of my argument, I'm trying to get people to look at, like, Flex is not Flex is not the bad guy that everybody thinks he is. 
it's just the way he does things. He takes it too far with some of the stuff he says. That's the problem. Like nah, music wise, you can right. you can disagree. No, I'm sorry, Rev. You can go on. I'm saying like music wise, you can disagree, but but to go off and make make it sound like the artist isn't up to par and isn't worth playing because you say so. Right. Nah. Nah, he has a hand in it. He has a hand in what's being selected. He is to blame. I don't want to hear that. He's definitely to blame. If he went up there tomorrow and say his son rhymed or his nephew rhymed, he's like, yo, I need to play this. They're going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, There's yeah. some biasness there. Yeah, he has a hand in it. He said himself that he's not of the underground and he focuses on more mainstream because that's what gets him paid. He's obviously doing this for the money. He denies the whole payola thing, but we all know that he took in payola. I had an inside source actually in my chair the other day saying that he knows for a fact that Flex is paid uh, take take um taking payola. He says they all take payola. That's why we need to, to gravitate more towards serious radio. That's what I'm saying because it's mainstream radio, this hot 97, and th- this is all the listeners' fault. And everyone in the comments always is trash and flex and everything like that, but they'll turn on hot 97. See, and, that, and that's the other thing, Rev. The the people are not, the people are still listening. So as long as those people are still listening to his show, it's never going to stop. That's why I said it's their yeah. fault. It is. I agree. And for those of you out there who don't know about Sirius, Sirius is an amazing thing. I'm glad that I pay for it, $160 a year. Because um, this A, their sports coverage is amazing. And B, um, if you're looking for hip-hop, like like Rev said, it's so many options. Like there there's several channels that play just old school stuff. There's channels that play strictly new stuff, and then there's there's channels that that mix it up. Yeah, there's even a channel that plays um curse free radio. I I put that on for the young clients. Very good. Yeah, so I mean shout out shout out to Rock the Bells Radio. I, I that's my favorite on Sirius XM. But you, you get it on your app and play it in your Bluetooth speaker too. Yeah, you could down if you have a subscription. As long as you know the, the login, you could uh, download it on your phone and listen to it. Boy, so, that's cool. You know. That's really cool. Yeah, but um, but yeah, man, I, I'm 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 fifty fifty on this flex thing because again, he, I feel like he has the right to play whatever he wants. I understand that he's doing it for the ratings, and you know, like I said, if if more people wanted wanted Conway's music on the radio, then those people would tweet and and send letters, and but they're not doing that, so. Because you also got to remember, at the end of the day, it's show business. There's supply and demand. There's no demand for that music to be played, so he's not going to supply it. And that's just my my opinion. We get that. He he didn't say that on his show. He he had an interview, and he and he answered the question. And you know, yeah, it may not be for you personally, but I, I and Rev, I I think you agree with me on on, on this. You don't discredit the work like he 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 says they're good but i'm not sure if the people want to hear it so it's like and 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 that's that, that's what raised the question what people who are you talking about like that's 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 where the discrepancy is it's like you're using your power to force your influence it's like you speak for everybody you don't yeah. any final comments on flex before we wrap it up no, I'm good. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I don't, I, I, I mean, I said what I said about him, and it's for good reason. But, you know, just do better, Flex. Come home, man. Don't get gassed, big dog. Well, if if, if any of the uh, if any of the people are out there uh, have an opinion about anything we talked about, raplabpod at gmail.com. You could be like Rev's main man, DJ Baby, and write in. 
And uh, shout out to DJ Baby, by the way, because, you know, I showed Rev that email the other day. He, he couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> he, he wants me to do more music. More music for YouTube specifically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't I don't blame him. You know, it, it's gotten a lot of views. Oh, I mean, I mean, you know, that, that I, I'm just I, it just made me laugh because DJ Baby wrote half the email in English and the other half in Spanish. But uh, but yeah, shout out to DJ Baby. Shout out to Q Burrow Cuts. Um, if you got a uh, if you got a, a topic you want heard, or just some questions. Raplabpod at gmail dot com or DM us uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Raplabpod. So. Word. Oh yeah, I got a um, a album by Gilly for you to listen to, Al. What's the name of it? The Carter Two. <laughs> yo, don't don't make me mad, all right? Boy. No, don't make me mad. The cut that that comment. Uh, <laughs> yo, that's 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 foul, bro. He, he's probably gonna go listen to it right now and then catch the lines that Gilly actually wrote for Wayne. So yeah. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! You know what? I sh- I should be like Funk Master Flex and and ban 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 anybody on this show from talking about Gilly. <laughs> oh man, oh come on, get out of here with that. Uh, don't don't make me don't make me drop a bomb. Insert insert. Uh, shout out to Clue. Clues bombs. Clues bombs. Clues bombs. Shout out to Clue. Nah, but, but 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 real quick though, y'all act like the tunnel back when when he used to drop them tunnel compilations. Uh, we used to listen to that man. Uh, we said yeah. that. I said he used to do albums. Artists couldn't wait to get on there. Are you kidding? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, what? Yo, sixty quick, minutes quick, of speaking funk. Of the, speaking of the tunnel, because funk, it was funk flex and big cap. Whatever happened to big cap? Oh, he passed away, man. Oh shit! Seriously? Yeah, 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 yeah man. Shout out, shout out to shout out to cap, man. Rest how how long ago did he pass? Family, man. Yeah, man. How long has I, it been? Uh, how long has it been? Pre-pandemic. Damn. No, nah, he died in 2016. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he died. He died, he died in February. He died in February of 2016. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, shit. Matter of fact, that's Sorry. what I'm about to go listen to. I'm about to go listen to The Tunnel, man. <laughs> listen to 60 Sorry. Minutes of Funk, Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Not, not, to, men- not to mention The that's Tunnel. That's my favorite has special- volume. The Tunnel has a special place in my heart because he put The Hot Boys on The Tunnel. So... Yeah, super hot, you couldn't deny it. Yeah, man, but alright, it's been another episode of Rap Lab. Catch y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Rap Lab. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Rap Lab. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Rap Lab.